Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show with no Colleen or Bradley because they're busy socializing at the Minnesota State Fair. Well, that's what we you're do. supposed to do. And somebody said there was a quiz about a song and you there mean, was a I prize and I, 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 what, I gave her glasses. I don't know. Where's the quiz? She's, it quiz? was Oasis. She knew the song. Oh, good. I don't know where that came from, though. Okay. Nobody that was told Shawn me. Mendes. No, I think in a break, maybe. We don't play Oasis. I on don't the know. <laughs> I know. Uh, welcome back to the tell all episode of the Colleen and Bradley show. We really will tell you lots of stuff. Um, if you ask the right questions. <laughs> we had a question from we a did caller. Have... Oh, oh yeah. okay, Lexi. Lexi who's... What is that? Uh, Christina had kind of a two-part question. Um, one, she wanted to know if you're going to tell the April Fools. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's her favorite. Okay. But also, um, she wanted to know if you guys like your time slot, but if you could have any other time slot. Oh. Which time slot would you oh, watch? That's oh, this is so such a good, okay. dangerous. So I'll actually, I can take that because we, the story of the Colleen and Bradley show is as such. We actually used to be earlier in the day. When we first went on the air on weekdays, we were on from 10 to noon. And then we proved that we could talk enough and they gave us an extra hour. So then we were on from 9 to noon. The reason that we moved to noon to 3 was actually kind of a scheduling thing because you'll remember that uh, Marjorie, you may remember if you've uh, been a listener for a while, Marjorie Punnett and Elizabeth Reese co-hosted a show together, but Elizabeth Reese could not do a show from noon to three because, which was the available time slot because uh, Twin Cities Live starts at three. So in order to make that work, they said, hey, can we shuffle you guys around a little bit? And Bradley and I Like said, we had a choice, of but... Of course, right. <laughs> And Bradley and I like, always, for the record, say, of course. Of course. Yes. We are yes people. So we said, sure, yes. Now, uh, in answer to the question, do you like your time slot? I like our time slot. It's fine. I would also like nine to noon. So, you know, that would be fine, too. Yeah, I think I think my preference would be nine to noon. Just Me because, too. like, I didn't from want to a- say it like that, but yes. <laughs> What, you wanted to pretend that wasn't your preference? I mean, it's my preference. Yeah, no, of course. It's a preference just because if you think about it from a scheduling perspective, it's nice to have, like, that part of your day done at noon. Um, and then you have, like, the rest of the day to catch up on everything else. But but really, the work, you're going to find it wherever you are. I mean, even the morning show, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the morning show, that is, like, that's a, that's a hard... Uh, time to like rearrange your life and it requires a little bit more 
you know, on uh, discomfort probably on a daily basis, just from a personal level, but um, from the very little that I've done, like showing up that early. There's a circadian rhythm adjustment that must yeah. happen. Yeah, exactly. Morning show shift. It's a lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, like we would make anything work. So if that's a fact, if our actual boss is listening, we're fine. You just let us know what you need. Yeah, we'll, we'll we're do here that. For you. Yeah, we're Holly, here for you've you. worked right. all the different times as well. What is I there a particular worked, uh, time that you prefer? I do like the one, the shift that we're working right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've worked every single shift on every single show on this station, and I like where you know we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. We're, we're good. doing it. Yeah, I will say that that actually what you just said, Bradley, segues really nicely into this question from Abby uh, over email. She said, what hours do you guys actually work in the week? Curious if it's more like a 30-hour week or if it's a 40-hour week. She says that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. So, okay, so... Cute, honey. I think that we would all <laughs> answer this slightly differently for a number of reasons, but I-, I guess I've never counted up exactly how many hours a week we work work. Um, I think that there people might think that we just show up in time to do our show and then leave as soon as the show is over, and that that can be true. Um, but that's not. But there's work outside of that, right? So like, um, we do a certain amount of prep before the show. I know it doesn't sound like it. Not before this show, but before our daily show, we do a certain amount of prep. Um, Holly has a ton of other responsibilities that, that, you know, I don't think we even realize. Invisible responsibilities. Yes. Holly's like, uh, you know, she's she's like hovering. She just sort of like is in and out of all kinds of different things that we don't even realize. I make sure. So, for example, mm-hmm. I yesterday set it up for the weekend. Yeah. So I go in and I program all the software. I engineer all that stuff. That's one of the things that I do behind the scenes to make sure that everything plays and yeah. everything gets organized. So in answer to the question, do you work like 30-ish weeks or hours or 40-ish, I would say Holly works 100-ish. Um. <laughs> ABW, always be working. But I think, Colleen and Bradley, perhaps you can attest to this. Your brain is always constantly churning and thinking mm-hmm. and looking for inspiration and finding nuggets of ideas. Like, that never gets turned off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, for... Uh, so, in if I think about the question, like, how many hours a week, it's hard to put a number on it. Like, any, any job... Honestly, in this day and age, aren't you kind of always working? I mean, everybody's connected to social media. They've got their emails coming in from work. So even when you come home, you're kind of still working, right? Because you're checking email. Or in our case, you know, like even consuming pop culture and social media and stuff like that, you could kind of consider that work. I mean, it is the easiest job. I, I honestly say that truthfully. It's not easy in the sense that it's not work, but it's easy in the sense that when you love what you do, it doesn't seem as difficult. Um, in terms of when we show up in the office, it always varies. It just mm-hmm. depends on, um, you know, a particular day. Uh, so it's it, it really is just hard to put a number on it because there are some days when we are meeting with, um, you know, our sales clients and, you know, we're driving out to like a suburb um, for a couple hours and then we come in to do the show or maybe we're meeting with people after the show or maybe or we've got an event yeah, like, like just just this or... last week we were over at the Ronald McDonald house um, or like today you know we show up so I mean 
Or sometimes there's Project Down and Dirty. And it really just depends. Yeah, it really just depends. <laughs> it and it's so much more than what you see. Like, you know, Holly talked about the things that she's doing behind the scenes. We're doing all sorts of things behind the scenes that just like seem piddly and you wouldn't even think about. Um, but like, that's any job, I think, right. honestly. Right. Like most people don't really, like how many people actually, you know, like even know what their like friends and family do on a daily right. basis. Well, that's what's so funny about it is like I guess it, it, I never have like tried to account for yeah the time right yeah. because you sort of just we sort of like skate in and out of it throughout the day. Um, you know, the only time I'm not working is when I'm sleeping, and even then, you never know, right? <laughs> uh, so okay, let's. We did get that uh, that caller that Lexi took did ask for a story. And that story... Oh, the stink bomb! This is the story of an April Fool's Day prank that went wrong. Horribly, horribly. Well, it went wrong for us. Yeah, it... I think it was well, great for everyone else. Except for the smell. Well, yeah. Uh, that's so, true. Uh, let's, let's start... Let's tell that story when we come back. Fabulous. We'll be back after this on the tell-all episode of the Colleen and Bradley Show, live from the Minnesota State Fabulous. Fair on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, Roberts. Yes. The three of us are here. It's getting chilly it's out here. Pleasure. Oh, I'm so glad I brought a sweater. Oh, so, I'm glad I brought my hoodie. Yeah. Um, okay, so we did promise that we were going to tell the stink bomb story. And we are. However, I've, I've got it on good authority from Lexi that we have a caller. Is the caller still on the line, Lexi, or do you want to deliver no, the sorry. question? They, no, they, that's okay. They're off, but it was Trudy, and she had the question of um, wanting to know if this was your dream job. If mm. it is, is it all that it lived up to be? And if ah. it isn't, what what is your like, dream job? Wouldn't it be job? terrible if we were like, no, I hate this job. I'm so miserable. Lexi, thank you for that. Um, I Do you want to go first, Bradley? Sure. Um, this, no, <laughs> of course it's my dream job. I have always loved the uh, medium of radio. I had a radio show in college. Um, I just love the medium like, you know, uh, like TV is a fun medium. It can, you know, allow you to do all sorts of fun things. But radio is just I, I'm sorry. Like I and you see this with the rise of podcasts because essentially radio podcasts are the same thing. It's just how you get that content. That content in your ear is so much more intimate. And I mean that in a non romantic sense um although i guess it could be i don't know maybe there's somebody out there who's up loving up on you hey. um <laughs> okay let's not think about that so uh yeah so i love radio and i love the medium so to me this is definitely a dream job plus in the world of radio this is a dream job for the simple fact and we say this all the time it is not an understatement we basically get to talk about whatever we want every day and that is not something that is typical in the medium of radio. Like, there are, like, great jobs in radio, but I really think that my talk is um, pretty special in that regard because we get to choose and nobody's telling us, no, you can't talk about that. Or, I mean, there are things we don't talk about, certainly, sure. but it's not stuff we would want to talk about anyway. Right. right. So, yes, that is my answer. Holly Roberts. I feel like I'm on a job interview or something. <laughs> Thank you. If you were a tree, what kind of a tree would you be? I would be a spruce. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> Tell me about a time that you made a mistake and you corrected it and learned something about yourself. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> I inadvertently came into radio. It, it wasn't 
something that I ever thought for myself, but I think echoing the same things that Bradley said, the creative freedom, the stuff that we talk about, pop culture, entertainment, that was more of my avenue, and the medium of radio happens to be the outlet for that creativity. Yeah. And it's like, and, and that, yeah, the intimacy of radio, the way that we get to hang out and tell stories with you. So I think that that has been just a, a wonderful uh, surprise in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did. We also got a question from an audience. Are you going to answer that question? Oh, yeah, I, I was okay. like, yeah. uh, is this? Uh, yes. So I don't remember this, but my mother will tell you this story that when I was young, if you asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, she says that I said I wanted to be on the radio. That's awesome. I don't have a memory of that because I think I thought I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. I mean, which obviously didn't. that worked out. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so this is my second dream job since Saturday Night Live didn't work out. Um, but yes, this is my dream job. And is it all it's cracked up to be? Yes, it delivers uh, on all accounts. It's it, like you both already said it. We get to we get a ton of freedom to talk about the things that we think are fun and interesting and in the ways that we want to, and that's amazing. And um, and it is it's like it's like playing every day, and that's fun. So yeah, it, it it is as fun as it sounds. I'll just put it that way. Okay, we got this question from an uh, from one of our audience members, and I, this is this is gonna be a tricky one to answer, but I think we can do our best. Um, he asked, like, you know, people will pop in throughout the day to listen to shows, right? And there are people who maybe just listen to the Colleen and Bradley show, and then there are people who just listen to Jason. Oh, Lewis. sure. But he was wondering how many people, like, really are, like, listen all day. And I would say from a technical standpoint, uh, the way that, like, we, that we collect ratings tells us that our listeners have a, an, a disproportionate time spent listening to other radio stations. Oh, for sure. And I mean more. Yeah. So what is one of the unique and special things about my talk is that people who listen, listen for larger, larger amounts of time in all at once. Yeah. So Definitely. I would say, based on what I know about that, it's probably a lot of people. Um, and we, in radio, there's a, a word for people who listen to one radio station more than others, and that word or that term is P1, and it means like the first preferred. The preference is my talk, and we have a we have a great big amazing group of people who we consider like our P1 listeners. Oh, absolutely. So, and we're thankful for all of them. All of you. Even if you're a casual listener, we're thankful for you. We're just glad you showed up to yeah. listen to us do whatever we're doing. Um, did I do you, did you have anything to add to that one? Either? No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, our station is unique uh, because of the fact that I think we share an authentic voice on the station and it attracts a listener who wants to be engaged with those voices. And we do actually engage our listeners. So I think that's why they keep coming back. Yeah. Okay, do you want to get to the stink bomb? Let's do it! Okay, so Bradley, uh, how did this all begin? Stink bomb. Okay, so, stink bomb story. If you've never heard it before, it was the worst April Fool's joke that went horribly awry, but it ended up being perfectly April Fool'sy. So, and this, this was our, like, trial by fire in terms of, like, here's something you should never do in radio. Never do something in radio that you haven't completely thought all the way through and planned 
in advance. It was a valuable lesson. So I we watched a show called Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Anybody else fans of Here Comes Honey Boo Boo? Remember back in the day? Okay. 20... A few. A few. About yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Things got a little weird, and we don't watch that show anymore because it doesn't exist okay. for a number of reasons that are really uncomfortable. But... <laughs> We We were all in, and in one of the episodes... Yeah, we didn't know that at the time. One of the episodes involved something called a fart bag. A bag of farts, if you will. Now, if I say to you, fart bag, that sounds kind of... Well, first of all, it sounds ridiculous, right? But, like, if I said fart bag, you, you'd you think, oh, it's a fart in a bag, right? I mean, it just sounds kind of harmless. And that's exactly it what it... nickname in high school. <laughs> Stop it. We could still call you that, house. Uh... <laughs> So it's literally like the size of like a baseball card package and the the object is you step on it and there's a little mechanism in there that expand that basically cracks open some gas <laughs> that then expands and pops the little package and then the the fart comes out. Boop. So on this episode of Here you Comes Honey Boo Boo. You make it sound like what we thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Honey Boo Boo like, had a fart bag, and I was like, oh, my God, I want a fart bag. So I went on Amazon.com, and you couldn't just buy a fart bag. You had to buy a case of fart bags. So, of course. So I did. He did. And I thought, okay, we're going to use this on the show at some point. Somehow we figured out 4th of, uh, of July. That would have been awkward. That would have been strange. Uh <laughs> April Fool's. And I remember, and again, you know, details are dusty, but essentially, we first thought it would be a good idea to do it to Lori and Julia. Right. And, and, you know, for two people who didn't play the whole tape all the way through, we played that one all the yeah, way so, through. Yeah, so, and by do it to Lori and Julia, I meant, like, we're, for April Fool's, we should set off a fart bag in the studio during Lori and Julia. And we talked that through, and it was like, well... I don't know if that's the best show to prank with a fart bag. Because the thing we know about Lori and Julia is that they are very particular mm, about... I don't know that that would have been acceptable. ...about interacting with other people's humor. Yeah. So by that I mean, like, also, if they're not in on the joke, you better be real careful. Yeah, that's... You know what? You put it, you put it beautifully. And so we were like, okay, so we're not going to do Lori and Julia. Who would be more amenable to a fart bag? And we thought, oh, we know Marjorie and Elizabeth, who were right behind us in the lineup. Marjorie uh, punted, of course, from the, the previous Ian and Marjorie morning, in the morning show, and Elizabeth Reese, of course, from Twin Cities Live, and they had a show before us from 9 to noon, as Colleen mentioned earlier. And they are always team players in terms of, like, if we had a dumb gag that we wanted to do, they'd be all, all about in. it. All in at all times. So that's what we decided to do. Essentially, I'm just going to, like, get us forward yeah. so we can give the payoff. We set off the fart bag yeah. in the studio under the guise of bringing them tea. And that's where everything went horribly wrong. So wrong. Because unbeknownst to all of us, a fart bag is not a fart bag. It's just a cute name for a full stink bomb. Essentially a radioactive cloud of... Noxious gas. Poo-poo smell. Yeah. It, like sulfur, and it doesn't dissipate. It just travels. Do you want to take the story from there? I can. We set this off in the studio, and very quickly it becomes apparent that this isn't going away anytime. Elizabeth soon. Reese is retching in a bucket. She's vomiting, and like, she didn't actually vomit, air. but she was like she, gagging. She was close, about as close. Now, also unbeknownst, <laughs> unbeknownst to us at the time, 
she was pregnant. We didn't know it. I think she didn't even know it yet. But boy, I think she probably had figured that out by the end of the day. And they came flying out of the studio. They had to go into a backup studio to do the rest of their show. We which, aired it out with fans. Which also didn't help. Meanwhile, I mean, because it was everywhere. It pushed that radioactive cloud of uh, doo doo smell throughout the entire building at Hubbard Broadcasting. You could smell KSTP it. Channel 5, KS95, F or, uh, well, uh, who the else? We have ESPN 1500. The business office. The Reels the Channel. of Hubbard Broadcasting. Every single person who worked in that building could smell what we did. Yeah. In the studio. We smelt it. And we, we dealt, dealt it. it. Uh, and then we, uh, well, then we received it. We'll tell you what happened on the other side of this on My Talk 1071. Oh, welcome back to uh, the very special episode of the Colleen and Bradley Show. It is the tell all episode. We do it on our Saturday episode at the Minnesota State Fair. And uh, if you've got any questions for us, you can tweet us. Uh, I'm at My Talk Colleen. At Bradley Trainer, yes. At Holly D. Roberts, uh-huh. any combination of those, and you'll get your question to us. Or you can go to mytalk1071.com and go to the my or the Colleen and Bradley Show page and ask a question there. Or another option is to just call the radio station, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Now, uh, when we left you, we were midway through, no pun intended, the uh, epic stink bomb story. And uh, what we told you about is how we did not play a tape all the way through. We decided to set off a stink bomb, not knowing it was actually a stink bomb. And it released a noxious cloud of gas that traveled around the entire uh, toxic. All around the entire uh, building. And, And then it went sideways from there. Like, as if that wasn't bad enough, then things really went sideways. Well, because then unbeknownst... So, I think it's important to point out at this juncture, what we didn't know was going on after we set off this stink bomb that's now emanating throughout the entire building, our boss then quickly responds and decides to turn the April joke on to us. And she enlists the help of uh, another higher up at the station, Mm -hmm. a person that instills, not fear, because she's a wonderful person, but but like respect. respect. She has a serious Professionalism. She's the kind of person who doesn't walk around burping. You don't want to get an email from her that says uh, come see see us after your show. Immediately. And, after the show. And so uh, that happened, but that happened because our boss asked her to do that. So we think we're about to get yelled at, uh, or worse, mm-hmm. and it becomes much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have to like go have lunch, because we did this before our show, and somehow uh, managed to pull ourselves together um, by showtime. And that didn't happen. Yeah, we didn't pull ourselves together. I would say you were more pulled together than I was. I was freaking out. I was like, we're going to lose our jobs right now. And Bradley, this is, I, I always say this, this is my favorite part of the story, is that you learn a lot about Bradley's and my friendship in this. Uh, while I was powering down, like, literally out of my mind, Bradley, like, grabs me and looks at me and says... <laughs> 
If this is our last show, it's going to be the best the show we best ever show we do. ever do. Let's go out with a bang. And later, I realized <laughs> he didn't even, he was also giving himself a pep talk. Oh, for so sure. It was totally, like, I was, I believed him. I was like, well, okay. I didn't, I honestly, I didn't think we were going to get fired. I remember thinking very distinctly, like, we, we're about to get in trouble here. Uh, we're going to get a stern Ooh, talking to. You're in trouble. trouble. But, um... Frankly, I was not convinced that we were going to be fired. Uh, however, you don't know. And it, it just got worse because our boss also enlisted the help of Marjorie from the previous show that we just sent the stink yeah. bomb, bomb off on. And she came in to act as though things were getting talked about behind the scenes about us. And that uh, there were conversations being had. And she was like, you guys, I just want you to know I did my best. I told them that it was fine with me. But just know that they're having conversations. And doors are closed. And literally. doors at my talk means something big's happening. And so literally uh, at that point, Colleen can't form words. Could not, could not function. And poor Bradley is tap dancing as fast as he can. Also, okay, my favorite part about it is. He looks calm, cool, and collected on the surface. I can see that. But every time he puts his arms up to gesture, it's just like... Dripping with sweat. Dripping with, like, pitted out for yeah. days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're not in a good space. They, You guys, they were going to keep this ruse up for three hours for our entire show. And they realized I couldn't form words. Yeah, they knew that they had to pull the ripcord. Like, this this, this, this was an emergency. They needed to break some glass and get this over 45 with. 45 minutes it lasted. And then they yeah. were like, April Fool's on you. Listen, and I will just give kudos to our coworkers for being able to turn it around like that. Yeah. No, I mean, that was some quick thinking. Oh, It's almost as if our boss had been in radio for a while. It's almost like she knew. She understands the art of a, uh, of a radio prank. We also then understood the art of a radio prank and uh, resolved, absolved, uh, resolved to never do so again in our lives. And anytime we have a brilliant idea, we go, let's think about this. Honestly, By that, I mean, we're not doing that. We, we Like I said, I, I think it's... Because to this day, we'll still come up with an idea like, hey, we we can pull a joke on Lori and Julia, and then we'll look at each other like, we're not doing that. Oh, no, we're not. There's and we'll no... think of the 20 ways it could go completely wrong. Yeah. And Somebody like, might start a fire. I right, mean, you just like, we will over, over... Overanalyze it. Like, maybe there's like one thread of the story that would go perfectly, and then we just go, that'll never happen. And then we think of the most disastrous thing that could happen, and that's how... And, we mind our P's and Q's. And I think, Holly, we've done a good job of maintaining that professionalism ever since, right? Yes, 100% professional all the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Some of the time. Yeah. No fart bags, Occasionally. though. Yes. No, but yeah, we know better than to set off a fart bag at work I prompt. Well, I shouldn't say promptly. I uh, held on to those things for quite a while. I don't know why. I don't Because I just looked at them like, I can't ever use these. Because, well, first of all, it's traumatizing to use these fart bags. Uh, second of all, I don't want to turn that out on somebody else. Like, here, right. have a, because they don't know what's coming. Right. You know, like, oh, I'll take a fart bag. No, you don't want one. <laughs> you, will, you will regret it. Uh, you guys, we have some tweet questions. Can oh, I good. Share? Yeah, sure. This one, Okay, so, so listen, you can ask about, like, literally anything. It doesn't have to be about the show. And Mandy has asked a question super not about the show, so I love it. Perfect. She said, in this time of everyone seeming to purge things, is there anything you've collected over time that you will never give up? Oh, that's Ooh, interesting. That you will never give up. Oh, wow. Um, that is, I know, that's kind of like a thought-provoking one. Um I am, 
I am not... I know you're going to laugh at this probably. I'm not super attached to things. So, like, I won't get sad if I... This lady literally has one of everything in her house it's and probably true. two of everything. Just FYI, if you ever need anything, like, hey, I need a plastic uh, strainer for the drain, but it only fits, like, this kind of plug. Probably be like, I have it. it. I probably do Quick, have I it. need a portable fireplace. But what do you I mean by... so? So that, what did you say? A portable fireplace that I picked up <laughs> off the side of the road. Well, that's, yeah, that's a story. Totally that story because that's hilarious. But I, I, I want to hear, despite that right. reality, w- then what do you mean by... I'm not like... So when we moved out, we lived in a house before we lived in the house we live in now. We lived there for five years. And when we got ready to move, I went up to the our attic, like our, you know, whatever our attic space was. And there were boxes up there that we had never opened. And I was like, I just started handing them to my husband. And I was like, go put those in the dumpster. And he goes, do you know what's in them? And I was like, no. But we haven't opened them in five years, so I don't feel like we need them. And to this day, I don't ever think, boy, I wonder what was in those boxes. We didn't need them for five years. So I'm not really attached to the things. Like, I, I'm okay with letting go of things if they're not things yeah. that we use. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So there's nothing, nothing you would not would get rid of. Like I can't get rid of that. Holly. Like people, but not things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. I for so much of my adult life, I didn't own anything because I was moving mm-hmm. so much. It was like you have to be able to liquidate and you have to be able to walk away from anything. I mean, no there's a way few. No to hold them. No way to fold them. There are a few things that I've that I've like held what? on to over the years. So um. Well, I have a couple of antique prints from Japan. Oh, fun. That uh, I, I still have yet to get framed like 17 years later. Yeah. But uh, they keep coming with me wherever I go. That's someday, about it. Someday, someday they'll yeah. get a frame. Someday, someday they'll find a frame. Yeah, someday they'll be someday out of the back of my closet. But other than that, you know, it's just it, I am with Colleen. I'm not particularly attached to material things. Yeah. yeah. I love material things, but I'm also happy to, like, dump stuff so that I can get uh, more stuff in return. That's the, how the things work in our house. Like, you want to get something, you got to get rid of something mm-hmm. first. But I will say, you know, like, mementos, like um, the Golden Girls cups that you gave me as a oh, gift. Yeah. I'm Like, I ain't getting rid of those. Um, you know, there are some books that are super meaningful. Yeah. Um, that I like don't feel the need to get rid of, but most everything else you could probably make a case for. Maybe family mementos. Yeah. Family history stuff. Yeah, like antique things that yeah, that you can't replace. Sure. Yeah, no, now that you say that, I did just think about six things. Okay. Um (laughs) we also got the same uh, from also from Mandy. Uh she said the my talk hosts and producers all seem to get along. Not that you're all besties, but you seem to be genuine friends off the air. True? <laughs> or have you all bamboozled We us? all hate each other. That, you know, I actually love that question because I feel like, here's what I will say. I'd, I'd, I am missing a chip um, in my life, in my body, in my brain somewhere. If I don't like a thing or a person, <laughs> I can't fake it. <laughs> so my feeling is like you can... I think that is just a testament to like the fact that we have created a, a space where we really do enjoy each other. Um, it, we I don't think we could bamboozle you. I yeah. don't think we could pretend that chemistry. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll just say, like, in my own experience, and I, I can't speak for anybody else and what they think or feel in terms of the other hosts, but um, there is something with each and every one of the hosts. I mean, first of all, we're coworkers, so that's it. Mm-hmm. People, I, I think it's hard sometimes because of what we do to forget that, like, this is a job, and it's, like, and frankly, I think sometimes we forget it, which is very easy to do because what we're doing day-to-day is, like, having relationships with people on the air. Mm-hmm. But it's at the end of the day, it's a work relationship. So that creates some like weird boundaries and barriers and things that are not like a typical friendship. But I, I, I think that what it what that then demands is a certain amount of respect for each of the, the people we work with. Mm-hmm. And so I think you find something in and again, I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking for myself. I choose to find something in the other people that I work with that I can relate to or connect with. And that helps us do our job better. Mm-hmm. helps me do my job better because then I can be in communication and, you know, with the person. That said, one of the best things about this job is, you know, we have a couple times a year where we do get to actually socialize, but we don't normally get to socialize yeah. that much as a as a friend group mm-hmm. or even like a like a what's the word mm. yeah like, even like colleagues in work, colleagues yeah. in work colleague group yeah so yeah. like we don't get to hang out like that very much so it's even hard to have relationships with our coworkers because we just don't ever see them right but when we do i mean there's not somebody i don't get excited to like sit down like i have questions for every one of the hosts that i don't get to work with on a daily yeah. basis because i never get to see them like donna and steve and jason and alexis and yeah um, Lori and julia one of the fun things about being out at the fair is that occasionally somebody from a different day part might come early or stay late or something and like i just sat and talked to alexis for 20 minutes yesterday i haven't talked to alexis for 20 minutes since the last project down and dirty yeah and it was so fun because you know we don't get to see each other in that way so yeah holly do you have thoughts and feelings i agree who do you hate holly that's what they want to know. Yeah, Who can you not stand? I go to breathe. Oh, weird. <laughs> Actually, we do. But I do. But I do echo the sentiments of all of you guys. Oh my gosh, that's we, an easy answer. Yeah, you, good job. Uh-huh. We're almost very done. professional. We're almost done. Oh, so very. if you've got questions, you got to get them in. Like, because I've got food to eat at the fair. Bradley's got food to eat. <laughs> I got to braid the other side of Holly's hair right now. I mean, we got things to do. But if you've got questions, you got to get asking because we only have about 15 minutes left of this very special edition of the Colleen and Bradley show. It is the tell all episode at the Minnesota State Fair on My Talk 1071. All right, you guys, we are wrapping up. Wrap up. Tell all episode of the Colleen and Bradley show at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, thank you to all of our audience who's been coming in and out uh, and taking a little breather. Enjoy that shade, shade. kids. Yes, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi, Hi. Robert. Hey. Uh, that's who we are. Now, wait, I, I totally just lost track. We did get a question. Yep, and the question was the most dramatic behind-the-scenes moment oh, at a yeah. project down in Dirty. Okay, this is easy for me. Do okay. you remember? No. Oh, tell me. Oh, my gosh. No. It was the Mall of America year. Oh, sure. When Marjorie and Emma got whisked away to Las Vegas, and we had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, because we weren't supposed to leave the compound. Yep. AKA the storefront. And, and they, they did. Did and the way Marjorie tells it is like she had to up the ante on what she called bad Marjorie, and so she decided to to play this prank that they went to Las Vegas, but they were really just at Mystic Lake and they were going to come back, and then the station sent them to Las Vegas, but we didn't know what a, what was really going on. Yeah, 
It was very confusing. I don't understand because I I do remember us being angry at them for pulling shenanigans, but I don't know why that mattered to us. Like, how did that affect us at all? Oh, I think that we were just tired. And having to sleep in beds in a, an Ed Hardy oh, and store, they were... and they were at, like, the win. Yeah, although you I know? think they got to sleep on a bed for, like, three hours before they had to turn around and go back. Through. Yeah, they did get to shower. And I think we were just jealous and, like, tired. And, and I think I, they just know. wanted us to be mad at them. And it, we were. Yeah. And it was a fact. Yeah. <laughs> but we still love them, and uh, all was, was well in the end. And, that was and definitely very dramatic. Oh, so that was the most dramatic behind the scenes. Now, okay, how about this? Uh, from Melissa, she said, what is the most difficult thing you've had to discuss on air? Uh, and then she said, what is your favorite uh, segment to research and discuss? So those are two separate questions. Hardest thing to talk about on the air. I would say anytime something like big happens in the news and it's happening like, and it's traumatic or, or awful or scary and it's happening in real time and we have to talk about I don't know what you're it. talking about. That doesn't happen. It never happens, what? right? It never yeah. happens. No. That's, that's my least... I mean, because we're humans... Not for a long time, though, right? That hasn't happened in a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, no. That, that it's, so many, hap- it's so long. Well, I, <laughs> I will say that to that point, though, there is... It, it, and it, there occasionally, mm-hmm. we have to flip the switch yeah. and bring hard news, even though... Yeah. You know, and I would say to our advantage, we aren't journalists. Right. We are not, most definitely not journalists. not journalists. So, to, to our advantage, we can interpret what we are seeing mm-hmm. and deliver you information in a way that might be even more breaking than the actual journalistic institutions that are covering the story. Look at, at you, Holly. I know, Holly. Sell that it. made me feel better about it. But, <laughs> but, but truly, we're human beings, too, yeah. right? And like because we're not journalists, we don't have always that the the ease of kind of separating ourselves from what's happening and like yeah. you know so like we're feeling it along with you and it's terrifying and scary and that's my least favorite what about you so wait was i'm sorry was the question what's the scariest thing or the least favorite the thing the least favorite thing to talk about like what's the most difficult thing you've had to most discuss on difficult the air? thing that we've had to discuss on the air that's such a hard question like ooh because i don't like what we are so comfortable on the air i mean yes like i get like you Mm -hmm. know difficult news politics that kind of stuff but that's not really difficult it's just like we just don't do it right um because it's just not like that's just not our voice um so yeah i don't i don't have a good answer for that question Uh, the second part of her question was what's your favorite show segment to research and discuss i mean like I feel like it's so obvious. What? For me, two. I have two favorites. Okay, they are. One is Crazy Stupid Idiots. Sure. Because it's like the gift that keeps on giving yep. and giving and giving and giving and giving. Yeah. And then the other one is Blind Items, but I don't research them. I just discuss them. Holly does the research. Yeah, Holly. And that's fun. I What's love researching Blind Items. Is that your favorite? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite is Blind Items, too, but yeah. I don't research it. But mm-hmm. for research purposes, I would say uh, Cheat Day. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I'll send that out. Um, Cindy sent us this tweet. Uh, she said, "How did you two magically find your chemistry, which has lasted low these many wonderful years?" I don't think you find it. I think it just is. It well, it's magic. It is. It is just magic. We had we had uh, we have a brilliant program director by the name of um, well, I don't know I, what is it horrible hose beast snaggle face or uh, something. What does Jason call her? The hose. The beast. terrible. The hose beast. Horrible. B. No Arthur. Good, very bad. B. Yeah. Arthur. No. Uh, Amy Daniels, a wonderful program director, a uh, pioneer 
in the medium herself. Mm -hmm. uh, she knew a good thing when she uh, ran into the two of us, or at least connected the dots, la, 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 and threw us together on a weekend. And, like, it literally was that easy. Yeah. In terms Honestly. of the chemistry, it just kind of showed up. Like I said, I don't have that chip where I can pretend like I'm like something or a person when I don't. Yeah. And so um, it, it really, truly was like we met and we were like, oh, okay, so you're the thing that's been missing in my creative life. Um, and then we just sort of went from there. And I don't... The rest is history. The rest is history. Ten years of this. Uh, but I do think there's secrets to it in, the, in terms of just, like, we do better when we tend to it, right? Like, when we water it and... <laughs> nurture, we water our creativity. our chemistry. <laughs> what about you, Hans? What about I mean, it? you're a part of this. Yeah. Ho this I almost said Hollywood chemistry. I wish it was some Hollywood you're, chemistry. You're part of this experiment. You're actually... <laughs> what do you think speaks to our amazing chemistry together amazing chemistry well you can't again you cannot create it it just exists it is yeah. and i'm here to we, the topiary yeah well no but i think the three of us actually of the people on the station we actually we have just natural good chemistry together yeah you know so it all worked out in our favor yeah we got lucky that's for sure that's enough of and us kids i got food to I put in my mouth so here's the deal here's what's going to happen next Donna's coming on stage. She's got Rocco. I think Matt Belanger And Matt Belanger. It's going to be a fun party. It's Matt Belanger. This party's over, though. Uh, this is Curtains for us at the Minnesota State Fair. Thanks for hanging with us. Stay safe and be excellent to each other. Be Bye. good. Bye. That was fun.